Uh, let's do it. All right. In this episode of The Full Nerd, RTX on GTX. Oh, that damn it. That's all wrong. It's ray tracing. I don't I don't even know. We'll have to talk this out. Brad will tell I call me. I RTX on GTX. It works. Yeah, whatever. In this episode of The Full Nerd, ray tracing on GTX, everything we know about Intel graphics and a lake full of comets. Welcome to the Full Nerd episode 88. I'm your host Gordon Ung with co-host Brad Charkas. I'm old. <laughs> and as always, Elena Yee. You're not that old because the remake only just came out. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> the remake of uh, Final Fantasy 7? Uh-huh. It's like a HD remaster. Oh, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I lost track cuz that whole uh, Roman numeral thing, <laughs> like V V V I A L L L L I. I like Super Bowl. Alex I I I. Yeah. There's a reason why they're no longer around. And Adam Patrick Murray controlling the vertical <laughs> and horizontal. Hey, uh, we got Big Mama in the house. Uh, yeah, that's, oh, that's Big cool. Mama literally in the house on, uh, on chat over here. What's that song? Brick House? Like, now that's playing in my head. Dang She's it. a brick. No, Wait, don't do it. House. Yeah, you Didn't in Martin mind. Lawrence have a movie called Big Mama's yeah, House? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Martin, yeah. I was thinking Martin Lawrence. It's like, yeah. Wow, he got out. I mean, like, because I think he didn't he go cuckoo from like too much money or something like that, and just yeah, that's the thing, huh? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was away. I think um, it's funny. It turns out it is Martin Lawrence, and he's just trying to kill some time and get his mind off things. <laughs> yeah. Well, this this user, uh, Big Mama. <laughs> It's also Big Mama and Discord uh, doesn't have a a photo here, so you know I don't know I don't know who it is. We never know. hi Big Mama. <laughs> but uh, Stephen is asking, where's the new AMD GPU? Are we going to talk about that? Um. Well, first we have to. Well, the more important thing is uh, Intel in the GPU, which but that's the second topic. Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> so we are we are just. We are a little out of uh, out of phase here. <laughs> hey, so Gordon, I learned something this week. Uh-huh. You know how you need a RTX graphics card to run ray tracing? Yes. You don't. Ray tracing. Yeah. Wait, so true. you're saying that uh, uh, 1080 Ti that I bought uh, is still good? Well, you bought one? Um, it's It's been still good. I bought one. I have one on my machine right now, actually. Uh, but this week at Game Developers Conference, that's what's going on this week. That's the, you know, spurring on all these announcements that we're going to be talking about. Uh, NVIDIA announced that it's going to unlock DirectX ray tracing API capabilities uh, for all of its GTX 16 series cards and its GTX 10 series cards of the GTX 1060 and above. So you won't still won't be able to do it on a budget card, but you'll be able to if you're a masochist. To enable ray tracing <laughs> on your GTX 1080 Ti, yes. I was just about to ask you, Brad. I was going to say, wait a second, isn't that going to run like poo? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to run like poo. So if you remember, uh, one of the things that people ding the RTX 2060 for that came out, 350 bucks recently, is uh, how much slower it is in ray tracing compared to the upper-end cards. So, you know, if you turn on ray tracing, you have to make some compromises to try to hit 60 frames per second in a lot of the games. Or there's only been a handful of games, but in the handful of games that support ray tracing so far, <laughs> uh, it's going to be a lot worse on 
GTX series cards because they obviously don't have the dedicated RT core hardware that RTX cards do. Man, there's so many acronyms. (laughs) And probably also uh, the difference between (laughs) things like global illumination or real-time reflections. The the different kinds of ray tracing is probably going to have different kinds of hits, right? Ambient inclusion. Yep. Uh, Actually, NVIDIA held a press briefing before they announced this. We had a bunch of questions. The briefing only lasted about half an hour, but then we had like another 40 minutes of questions trying to you know, get our head around this. And NVIDIA admitted, uh, look, man, it's going to depend on the game and how they use ray tracing. So if you have, let's say, a GTX 10 ATI and you're playing something like Battlefield 5, which uses ray tracing just for reflections, uh, that's, I mean, you're probably going to want a, a G-Sync or FreeSync monitor, but that's probably going to be doable. I mean, you're going to be able to tinker with things to make that work a bit. And and get like ray tracing low working kind of a deal on GTX, uh, which is better than nothing if you don't mind the hit and you can get the 60 frames per second. On the flip side of the coin, something like uh, Global Illumination, which is what Metro uses. That's the reason we're like, hey, you know, Metro is by far the best ray tracing implementation yet. It really mm-hmm. makes a difference to the game, etc., uh, <clears throat> etc. Et My phone just started ringing. Let me turn that off. Hello. Uh, <laughs> is J- Jensen here to tell you how ray tracing works? But yeah, so global illumination—it's uh, basically ray tracing. You know, all the light coming off of the moon and the natural light sources in that game. And Nvidia's like, yeah, there's, there's that. You can try running that on a GTX card if you want, but something that intense, it's still not going to run on a GTX card. That's the whole reason the dedicated RT hardware had to come about so that it could realistically be used. But if you don't mind getting, like, seeing what it's about, if you have a decently powerful card uh, and you don't mind using the low ray tracing settings, there's a good chance you'll be able to dabble with it somewhat uh, with these drivers that are coming out sometime in April. Do you do you think this is ultimately a good thing or a bad thing? Because I, I, I have this feeling that, like, this just makes it very confusing for people out there especially people who aren't in the weeds like we are like it just might be like well rtx over here but the gtx is now getting the same thing that rtx is you know why would i get an rtx it just seems kind of confusing i think it is kind of confusing i think it's telling that it it was announced this week during the game developers conference i think this is you know nvidia admitted they didn't sell as many rtx cards as they expected last year I wouldn't be surprised if this is NVIDIA trying to drum up interest with developers because during the briefing they were hyping up the, all right, now there's tens of millions of cards that can run ray tracing since uh, we're bringing okay. it to the older generation. Yeah. Oh, so, so this is a way to trying get to drive up uh, developer okay. interest and okay. saying, hey, there's a bigger user base than you that think. Makes, that makes more sense yeah. from that perspective than the user perspective. Yeah. Because yeah. my first thought when I heard this was, oh, is this a way for them to try to highlight the contrast where it's like, hey, you want to get an RTX card if you want to try these features. To make you feel bad, Darius. Then I, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I thought, well, that's a lot of development resources just to try to tease yeah. people into upgrading. But that makes way more sense. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of that, too, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't I mean, I don't... Maybe it just... Yeah, I do think it makes sense to just uh, have it out there for developers i mean we know every time we do one of these big changes developers are not going to adopt every single feature they're going to pick one little thing apply it to their game as 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 it works so it is entirely possible you could do you know uh, reflections in a game just enough at a low setting that it'll run on a leg- legacy hardware older hardware right so non-ray tracing yep. hardware 
and if they convince enough, you know, games to include at least, you know, reflections to start like Battlefield does, and hopefully in genres that make a little bit more sense for the technology, I don't think Battlefield Five is the best showcase for that. Uh, then that would make RTX cards more valuable in the long run too. So it makes a lot of sense from Nvidia's point of view, I think. Do you think? This, um, sorry, I was just going to ask do you. Do you think this uh, also maybe indicates that? Uh, upcoming console generations aren't going to have dedicated RTX hardware. They are or aren't. aren't. You know, that, that maybe they just do some real low-level uh, ray tracing on, you know, GTX-ish I hardware. I think that the next-gen consoles might have, if not said outright, at least heavily implied that they plan on going with AMD again. If not, that's what I strongly expect anyway, so I don't think ray tracing yeah. is going to be dedicated hardware inside next-gen consoles oh, okay. regardless. But, uh, if, if you go and... Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, speaking of consoles, though, um, to Adam's point, I do feel like them uh, approaching it this way is going to just be really confusing because when the Xbox One X launched, they talked about Xbox One X enhanced games. But it's such a wide field of what that could mean. It, it can mean either HDR support. It can mean, you know, actual like 4K support, et cetera, et cetera. So you have to like dig into the details of each game to figure out what exactly you're getting. So seeing mm-hmm. that banner doesn't actually mean anything to me anymore because <laughs> yeah. it's just I, like, well, it, I guess I'm getting something that I have to go research as opposed to just being here's the here's the name. Here's the brand. Here's what that actually represents. Did yeah. that I hate though? that. That was my issue with uh, when Steam Machines first came out, too. Like, <laughs> this sounds good, but really, I want, like, Xbox Live X support to mean, okay, this game's going to run in 4K HDR. Whether it's 60 or yep. 30, I don't care, as long as I know, hey, if I buy this, it's going to be 4K HDR or whatever. Right. But, and it sounds like <laughs> this could be this end up being the same way where they'll say, you know, we have ray tracing support, but what does that actually mean? Well, you have to dig in. This game, it's only reflections. This game, it's actually global <clears throat> illumination. This game, it's all of the above, which hmm. is not really helpful as a, as a kind of a brand thing, I feel like. And, and e- even it. before this, Crytek showed off a demo uh, of ray tracing stuff like in-engine, right? I, I'm, I'm, I don't know how that works, Brad. Well, <laughs> uh... It's kind of tricky that NVIDIA is doing this GTX unlocking of uh, ray tracing now because ray tracing has always been able to run on hardware that can handle it. Uh, I mean, you have that Quake demo that NVIDIA showed off at GDC. They updated it, but that was out years and years ago. Ray tracing is not a new concept, and it's always been, been able to run on graphics hardware. The problem is it runs really crappily. Well, but didn't, uh, didn't the, the the Crytek thing run really well? Isn't that the whole thing? Uh, I that don't many details. Put, I, th- I, I mean, don't put much stock into demos yeah, being true. run like that either. I and I had a conversation with uh, Jared over from uh, PC Gamer about it last night, and he was under the impression that the Crytek implementation doesn't use DXR. Yep. And Which, there are many rival ray tracing implementations. NVIDIA and AMD both have them, for mm-hmm. instance. Yeah, but I mean, I think every, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm sure AMD is going to say we're going to do DXR, right? I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, at some point. Yeah. Why? I and it does kind of make you wonder why would Crytek not use you know a standardized API for Windows platform? Except, I'm my thought is like because they want to do consoles or something else. Yeah. Right? It's a non mobile. Yeah. I mean, the CryEngine is definitely used in other places, so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I find it interesting how NVIDIA is like, oh, yeah, we're doing this on GTX now, when the whole time they're like, you need new hardware to unlock this futuristic, you know, 
mind-blowing technology. You need an RTX graphics card. So I think for them to say now to run on GTX, you know, 10 series cards is kind of a weird, like, I thought you said we needed an RTX card. You kind do. Of There's just an asterisk that no yeah. one paid attention yeah. to. Or in the you, you should. Yeah. <laughs> and you actually do, because, like, if you go and look, I wrote an article at PC World about this, obviously. That's my job. PCworld.com. Yeah, PCWorld.com. If you go and you look at it, I included one of the screenshots that was included in NVIDIA's press deck. Um, They had this for a bunch of different games. I included the one from Metro that basically shows you one frame. You know, rendering this game, here's one frame. On Pascal GTX 1080 Ti, it takes the length of the slide because... It doesn't have RT cores. It doesn't have tension cores. It doesn't have dedicated uh, FP, no, INT32 cores. So, you know, AI kind of stuff, uh, which is not accurate, but whatever, continuing. Uh, so, yeah, you know, on GTX and ATI, a frame will take this long. Whereas if you switch to Turing, all of a sudden the RT cores can be doing the ray tracing action at the same time as the game's doing the shaders. So, you know, frames take less time. And then if you turn on DLSS or something, it's, you know, saves that much more. So that's obviously NVIDIA trying to say, hey, you still want an RTX card? But I believe they're totally right. Uh, just the architecture is inherently different. And I think that ray tracing is going to run, like, significantly slower on the older cards. Hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, at least, I guess, for certain games, developer could opt to just do a very low, low version of it that you can at least run on older cards. Yeah, that's what they were saying. I also included, I'm looking at it right now, so I'll bring it up. Uh, included a slide from that deck about Battlefield 5, where Battlefield 5 is, you know, it's ray trace reflection, so it's not very intensive. So you can actually get, with ray tracing turned on, you can get over 40 frames per second with, I think they said the graphics were turned on pretty either high or ultra otherwise. Uh, so you can get over 40 frames per second with the GTX 1080 Ti running you know, uh, ray tracing at 1440p. Uh, it's 1.6 times faster, so almost 80 frames per second with uh, RTX 2080, you know, running all the modern technology. Um, and that was the best case scenario, though. If you look at something like Metro, where it's the global illumination, like, it just tanks. It, it's <laughs> different. But if more games start having reflections or something like that, then yeah, they could that could realistically run, as long as you're not a 60 frames or bust junkie. Uh, you know, on older graphics cards. But that most of us are, you know, that 60 is just what we all want to achieve. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe it's the difference of, you know, hey, usually I play in 1440p, but I'm going to tune it down to 1080p. No. You know, That's what I do. I have 4K monitors, so if I can't get it up to speed, I drop them down to uh, 1440, because I'd rather have speed than higher resolution, personally. Mm-hmm. But something to keep in mind is this isn't Actually, RTX is like NVIDIA's branding of the stuff that it builds on top of DirectX ray tracing API, DXR. Uh, This is NVIDIA unlocking DXR for the GTX series cards. So that means that these cards still obviously don't have dedicated tensor cores. So these cards, even though ray tracing is getting unlocked, they won't be able to run DLSS, deep learning, super sampling, to try to boost the frame rate. So that's just something else to keep in mind. And there's also, uh, oh god, my I'm just fried. From this. Sorry. <laughs> there's also, I think, uh, a need for a lot of education around this, doesn't it feel like? Because I mean, that that seemed like the yeah. one thing is everybody says ray tracing, ray tracing, but there's just so many different elements of it. So, 
don't yep. know what the hell. I mean, the same as I think it's tricky. I think in, well, I think Nvidia was particularly smart launching this as soon as they did because I think they've done a very good job of tying ray tracing and DXR to the RTX brand, and that's not true. RTX is something built on top of all of that, and that's smart for them. Now people associate ray tracing with RTX. But it just muddies the water so much because RTX means DLSS. RTX means the dedicated hardware inside of these. It's just like this big branding thing that's not the actual DXR implementation. Uh, yeah, there's a, even a lot of the terminology is a little wacky because, I mean, you want to call this software ray tracing, right? That's what. Yes. But it's not. And we had a discussion, I was with them yesterday, and they were like, well, you know, software ray tracing sort of implies CPU host base to most people, but this is not running on the CPU. This is running on the on the shader cores in the GPU, so the performance yep. of the GPU actually still matters for this. Yep. Yep. Uh, sorry, I, I got a question uh, from a really good one from Cyber Lab Studio. Um he was uh, saying, ever since RTX came out, uh, they were saying, uh, I've always wondered if customers with SLI 1070s or higher could be allowed to use the second card as an RTX accelerator like they can with physics right now. Could you could you ever see that happening? That's a good question, actually. I'm not sure how that would work. It could theoretically, I think, work. I think it'd be tricky to get going off the bat because typically SLI, like... One renders one frame and one renders the other, and they just swap, basically. So to use it differently, it will take rethinking how you're doing that. Uh, I would think that theoretically, yes. I'm not sure if NVIDIA cares to invest heavily into doing that, though. They'd rather you just buy an RTX graphics card. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe it's a way to bring uh, SLI back, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't know. I don't know. It would not be to SLI older parts that you already own, I'm, I'm sure. But it, it, I guess the other issue is you still have to get the, the issues is that latency of getting all that information to the other yeah. card to spit out and yeah. everything cooked up to not it's all, everybody cares about latency these days nobody cares that much about you know high frame rates as much so that's why SLI kind of died on the vine right why not both I like both it would be good maybe it's just too hard to do you know and it's a hard develop it's always been hard for developers to do so I I do do you buy much into the the they're just trying to make everybody feel bad theory you really lean more no. toward the okay no i think there's a reason it was announced at gdc is because they're going to be talking people don't gdc we're covering it a lot this year because it's had a lot of consumer facing stuff like this and the intel thing that we're going to talk about next and google stadia but in general it really is like one of the more heavily developer focused shows out there like the google io and stuff it's theoretically a dev show but everyone knows that's where they announce new pixel phones and stuff gdc really is a dev conference I think NVIDIA is rolling this out here, and then they're going to spend all this week, you know, on the show floor pitching all these developers to, hey, man, have you seen what we're doing over here? We just unlocked it on GTX graphics cards. There's tens of millions of cards out there. Got a big base already. So that's 100% what I think it is. And there were also some big wins at the show, too. Didn't they actually finally announce the Unreal Engine would support DXR? And Unity. Both and Unity. So that's, I mean, that's DXR. a big deal. I mean... Um, yeah. And uh, there, uh, what is it? Dragonhound is a game coming out in. I forget. I have a note somewhere. One of those two engines, and it's going to be the first one to include both, I believe, reflections and shadows. So, like so far, Battlefield has had reflections. Shadow of the Tomb Raider just came out this week. Actually, I haven't had a chance to test it because it's GDC week, uh, and that only has shadows. 
And then Metro has Global Illumination. This game, Dragonhound by Nexon, is going to have two of them. So. Hmm. Hmm. I, I'm kind of wondering when we're going to get to the point where we get all of it, like everything. I mean, that's. Yeah. Hopefully soon. That's the, that's what I want to see. I want to see ray tracing. <laughs> <laughs> Fully path trace like that Quake Quake Two game that they was it Quake Two or Quake One? It was Quake One, I think. That's right. That's Quake Two. No, yeah, okay. Yeah, it seems like Quake, it's that would Quake sort of Three kill is the best, but I can get why they're leaning on the old ray tracing. <laughs> I don't even. I love Quake Three, Quake man. Three. Quake Three Arena. Oh no, <laughs> um, Quake Two. Quake Two. Good is times. What Good, it was good times, right? Different, a different world back then. <laughs> Definitely. Do you think this is a position of weakness? Like they just had to do it, or I don't think it's a position of weakness. I do think it's caused by RTX not selling as fast as they expected it would last quarter. Them underestimating just you know the cryptocurrency build up stock and stuff like that. Like when the RTX twenty eighty came out, we're like, you should totally buy a GTX ten eighty Ti still, at least while they were still in talk in stock. Uh, and I think they're looking to recover from that and build excitement for this. Because, I mean, what's it been now? S- five or six months yeah, since the 2080 Ti came out? September, right? Yeah, I think so. Because Gamescom was in August. So, you know, it's been half a year and there's still only, a what, three, four games that have ray tracing? So, I mean, something needs to get going. But, again, these things take time. But Yeah, nothing happened it, overnight. Yeah, they got to start flogging the whip if they want it to be a thing. So <laughs> I kind of hope that it doesn't get abused, the whole ray tracing, you know, because sometimes developers just want to... Remember when everybody's like, hey, we, we have DX12 support in our game, and it didn't make any damn difference. <laughs> it was like... It's often worse. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I hope that people don't just say it's got ray tracing support, and it's just like, like that much, or doesn't do anything, you know? But, yep. And that's that's a, another, I guess, tricky part for them. Uh, this is built on top of DXR, which is part of DirectX 12. And DirectX 12 still isn't a given for any game. Like, there's, I would say the majority of games, AAA games even, are still DirectX 11. So, I mean, these things take time. And they're just trying to build it up, so. Yeah. Or, well, the average development cycle is, what, three years probably, at least? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. So. Uh, I'm always glad, even if it runs like butt, I'm glad to have the option <laughs> for, you know, if I have a 1080 Ti and I have Battlefield 5, why don't I turn it on and see just how horrible or wonderful it is for myself, you know? There's a box quote, runs like butt. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got the impression, you know, you sort of have 60 on Turing, 30, maybe maybe 30 on Turing if you do all the ray tracing in the CUDA cores, you essentially turn off the hardware acceleration. And then probably half of that on a yeah. on a Pascal card. Yeah, don't expect it to run great. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but you can run. You can already sort of do that with um, Battlefield, though, right? With the ray tracing, with the driver supported. No, wait. No, no, oh. that's me. No. Okay. Nvidia hasn't made it so. No, you're gonna have to wait for the April driver. Okay, we'll have to wait and see <laughs> then. But your prediction is, but. But performance. <laughs> but it, is, term, it should but. be all right. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a higher end card, it might be all right enough for you to see what you're missing and be like, oh, now I need to buy a better graphics card, like Elena was saying. <laughs> Titan XP. <laughs> make, you, make you feel worse. Make you feel worse. But you know what makes me feel good? There might be competition. 
Oh. That's pretty good. Segue. That was really yeah, smooth. You know, I'm I'm well I'm not that worn out right now. Yeah. Well, and and I feel bad because I I have to stop it because uh, I just want to give a little shout out uh, to uh, to our IT channel or our enterprise channel uh, that uh, that I think uh, all you IT pros out there might want to check out. It's our uh, sister YouTube channel, uh, Tech Talk from uh, IDG. Uh, which is our parent company? Uh, go check them out if if you you know are looking for some enterprise stuff. They're they're just kind of building out their their newer channel. So uh, we are way more. more fun over here. Yeah, just putting <laughs> out there. But you know they're, they're 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 working on it. So you know if you're interested, yeah. give a look. Uh, give, it, give people, a sub, though, so, yeah, it's a it's they a actually yeah our enterprise sites are if you're in IT are a fantastic resource. Like they those people all know. Just what they're talking about about stuff that makes my head spin. Databases and it took me years to figure out there had nothing to do with Star Trek though, I will have I will admit. <laughs> <laughs> Enterprise. Enterprise, yeah. It's yeah. good. All right. Uh back to your segue. That you, yeah. Sorry. Well, that you interrupted to talk about enterprise sh- videos. Dang it. Enterprise videos. <laughs> and we I'm don't sorry. mean the bad, the one with the quantum leap dude either, whatever his name was. That was a bad. Oh, oh Wait, Star Trek Enterprise? Was that even bad for you, Elena? That wasn't that bad. Oh, the minute they switched to a series that had like vocals for the intro song, I was oh, yeah, done. That was the end. That oh, was no. I think I might have erased that from my memory. I don't remember that. You don't want to remember it. Had it. A few good episodes. You do not want to remember it. <laughs> few good episodes but i didn't watch enough to find the few good episodes i watched a couple of those go that's not my thing and never watched it again i'm with brad Uh, dean stockwell (laughs) that's it uh somebody saying no is it dean stockwell scott what's his name no no whatever his name is the then he was like later on on uh whatever ncis or not ncis but the other one that they just make 25 versions of (laughs) um csi yeah the never-ending yeah, series. Yeah, Scott Bakula, whatever his name is. Yeah. Oh, Scott Bak- Bak- Bakula. Bakula? Bakula? I don't know yeah. his name. See, look, even if I Elena, was thinking Scott Baio, and I knew like, that wasn't right. Scott, Scott Baio? <laughs> <laughs> no. That would be a weird season of Star Trek. <laughs> it's Joni and Chachi episode of Star Trek. <laughs> That's funny. Do we have the picture, though? I want to show oh, the picture. Oh, God, man. See, that yeah. was why Jeez, I put it in there, because we, we have to kick off <gasps> the Intel graphics discussion. Yeah, people just want to see the card, man. You want to see the What's card? What's the card? What's I took the, a picture the performance? Of the card. You didn't oh, take pic- a picture of the card. I took a picture of the card. There was no card. I took a picture of the card, which was a picture on the screen, oh. which was rendered. Wait, wait, come on. I know. Oh, you don't have on. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I want to hear opinions on this. <laughs> so what is this card from? What is this card from? This is So last night, Intel did its big uh, Odyssey launch at GDC. It catered mostly to a lot of developers. You know, it's a developer conference. These are people who make the games that everybody enjoys. It was actually a really, you know, a, there was a lot of buzz, a lot of excitement. There were also lots of Intel employees, too, but I mean, there was excitement <laughs> among, a legit, legitimately among a lot of developers, I think. Um, and, you know, the, to tell you how significant this graphics push by Intel is, the current CEO of Intel showed up there, too. I mean, Roger was there. Jim Keller was there. You would expect, you know, those guys those are sort of the stars for a lot of the uh, PC community right now. But you had the CEO, the new CEO, pop out on stage just like wow so it does this is a big initiative for intel i i think they they want to win they're serious about this one and we're waiting for the card oh here it is the card there that, was the card there See? it is that's intel's graphics card right 
confirmed oh yeah it is what they showed it on stage it will be generally that shape and it will have connectors on the back and a pci express on the bottom brad and And i'll have a fan too wow that is so basically what you're looking at is a uh, one of the potential ways the card will look at the end that looks very much like an optane storage uh drive pcie optane drive that sort of style and that is about all we know about the Intel upcoming. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what that is. Is that's not from Intel whatsoever. That is a community yeah, yeah, artist, well. Christians. I can't pronounce his last name. It starts with an S. If you look at Intel graphics, they retweet his stuff because yeah. he does a bunch of these. And this is a concept design he made up. That's not from Intel. It could be totally different. It could that's be just, totally different. This is different. real cool. The thing is, that event last night was a community event kicking off their new, the Odyssey, they call it. So the Odyssey towards them releasing graphics cards or whatever. And so they were highlighting these community members, you know, 3D renderings of what they want it to look like. But so don't take that as official. It's wait, not official, wait. but it could be official, so which, wait, which makes it partially official. What if it did? Wait, they're calling it Odyssey. Does that mean we're going to have to wait 20 years before we actually <laughs> see what the card looks like? Is that how long No, that's just how long it'll take them to get a good one. Homer wrote the story, right? Was it? Yeah. I thought the hero yeah. was Homer Simpson. <laughs> Uh, Homer Simpson. Yep. Uh, real question uh, from Ab hit the plane. I don't know. Uh, will Intel GPs uh, be based on 14 nanometer or 10 nanometer? Don't know. Don't know. Well, I don't know. This looks pretty small, so maybe 10 nanometer, right? You, you got less room in that card. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting because people were like, oh, wow, this this card must be really underpowered if they fit in. it doesn't mean anything right this i don't see any simple. power pins this is sort of right there are no it's power that, pins either it's but. from a community person it's not anybody who worked no, at intel it's Adam's not just, Adam's just, yeah. <laughs> just he's voicing just, the right. questions we all have yeah but this but what it is is intel wanting to engage with people in the in the pc community like i swear to god i know brad is saying this is a concept this is a concept it's a community person but I can entirely see Intel saying we're going to have a contest. You get to vote on these designs. We're going to use this shroud because I mean, ultimately, a shroud is just you know plastic or shaped aluminum I on think, the outside. Doesn't matter, right? I think it'd be badass if they. He had an actually another really cool one a month or two ago. A really cool, the same artist yeah. uh, of the same kind of idea that looked a lot like the uh, their awesome SSDs. I forget the name. The 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 X Optane Optane drives. Uh, that looked really good. So I think it would actually be super cool because they're pushing community real fast to just be like, hey, man, he made these. We loved them. So we gave them $20,000. And now we're actually going to make mm-hmm. our cards look like that. I think that'd be a cool move. Nice. <laughs> I and mean, it's entirely possible, right? So yeah. that's why, I mean, I know it's not official. This is a community thing. But it, it it's clear that Intel wants to build. This is the, I was saying, this is the, the chuff chuff of the, the hype train taking off, right? It's just starting. <laughs> There will be like, here's the designs, you get to vote on it, and you'll get a free card if yours wins. You know, maybe, you know, 20 of the top people will win the card that, you know, will draw, and then you'll win, you know, win the card if you, if we, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, but, but Gordon, you know, a lot of people, including Timothy, want to know, did they say anything at all of note about performance, when it's coming out, how much <laughs> it'll cost, anything? I think the only confirmed information is end of next year. Right. Oh, that's 2020. Weird. They didn't even say end. I don't think. Have they said end? They just said 2020. Which uh, prob- well, then that's news for me. Then the news I got last night was like end of next year. It's kind of like oh, all right, there we go. End of next. <laughs> but you know, second half of 2020. You know, two H 20. So yeah. 
You know, and everybody's like, uh, uh, are you going to do ray tracing? Will it be ray tracing support? And they're like, we're not, we're not, yet. like, yeah, no. <laughs> Actually, something came out uh, this week, which is not related to what we're talking about now, but uh, NVIDIA has been uh, testing variable refresh rate shading. So basically the areas of the screen that you're not focused on, that aren't getting the action, they're mm-hmm. shaded at a different, you know, lower level of resolution so that you can improve performance without really impacting the visuals it actually works amazing nvidia has been doing it for a while you can play it right now if you have an rtx card in uh wolfenstein 2 uh that got added variable rate shading to DirectX 12 this week microsoft announced and intel's gen 11 graphics are already supporting it so whenever it comes out but they're working on supporting it so hmm. well that was the other thing too right they also showed off their new intel graphics Control Command, not control command. Command. It used to be the control panel or something like that, but now it's the graphics command center. Uh, so yeah, that's what they basically. That was the highlight of the event last night, right? You went, I didn't. Is that they were showing off the new graphics command center? Uh, they sent us the and those cards. (laughs) Yes, the semi. Yes, the pictures of cards that may not look like cards. Uh. But yeah, so they announced the new Graphics Command Center, uh, basically replacing the old Intel control panel, which if you use integrated graphics, you might have dove in there. Uh, It looks like a control panel. It's not slick whatsoever, the existing one. It gets the job done. It just is, basically. Um, And they completely overhauled. uh, They made a new one called the Graphics Command Center, as I said, and it actually looks pretty slick. Yeah. it looks like a modern app. It's actually, it's an early access now. You can try it out, but it's only available through the Windows 10 store. <laughs> so I'm guessing this will only be a Windows 10 app. I'm not sure about the details of that yet. Uh, but yeah, it looks really slick. It has a nice nebula background. Um, they added a game optimization, auto optimization feature for some of your games. Um, where it's like basically like uh, GeForce Experience, where you open it up and you'll see, hey man, you you want to optimize this game? You hit yes, no, optimize it based on mm, the Intel actually, product. I have news there. Okay. Uh, I I'm formally announcing today, I am going to Intel to work as director of game optimization. <laughs> it's pretty easy. I just show up and I on for IGP. I, I just set everything to low. It's and then call it a day. <laughs> All done. <laughs> That's that's just a burn. <laughs> I thought it's funny. But yeah, but but this new graphics command center actually looks pretty good. Uh, it's clear that they're laying the groundwork for yeah. the discrete graphics cards. Which is it pronounced Z? It's X E. Is it Z? I think it's. Did Z. they ever say it out loud? No, they never did. <laughs> but but yeah, they're clearly laying the groundwork for that. But if you already have an Intel sixth gen or newer CPU with integrated graphics. Uh, you can use this now. You just go try the early access version. It looks really slick. There's, it's basically the same thing as uh, the the current one, the older one. It, it looks better, much better now. Um, Mark was telling me it's pretty responsive. Mark Hawkman, our colleague, actually took all these pictures that I wrote about. Uh, it has the new game optimization. The thing that was uh, kind of, I was like, really? Uh, when I was going through this, is that out of the box, meaning today, uh, it only has auto optimization for thirty games. I'm not sure what thirty. That's not very many, though. For um, IGP, and it was, right? For, IG, for, for Intel integrated graphics. What do you mean? 
I mean, it's only if it's optimizing in for graphics. Yes, you know, it's optimizing for I, Intel graphics. It's yeah, easy, I, Brad. I've optimized all of them already. Whoa. <laughs> 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 but yeah, but if you go to, I think it's gameplay.intel.com. They actually have you can you search your processor in the game you want, and they have thousands of listings. Like I don't know about that, but they have tons of listings for all kinds of games. So I was surprised to see that there's only 30 supported out of the box. But the fact that they do have a good resource already at gameplay.intel.com, I'm hoping they add more sooner. Uh, it's kind of lacking in, uh, you know, more hardcore enthusiast features. Like, there's no game streaming options. There's no overlay options. Yeah, yeah. no overclocking. Uh, all those sorts of things uh, would be better suited for discrete graphics anyway. So hopefully once these Z cards roll out, maybe we'll start seeing them then. Um, but all in all, this is a great foot forward, I think. And they're uh, looking for community feedback. That's why this is early access. Hmm. They're going to have a Reddit AMA on the 25th of April for feedback. They're going to have, I'm not sure where, but they said they're going to have community threads open. So they're looking for feedback. Uh, they're going to be looking for the community to make skins to change the look of it. So they're actually like, they want people to use this. If you use integrated graphics to play League of Legends or Rocket League or whatever. And get back to them and they're hoping to improve. So it's actually a, a great step forward. I think for Intel setting the groundwork for Z to come out. Yeah. I mean, clearly they're just building the foundation here. I have a question though. So we know the parts won't come out till end of next year, probably, or sometime in the second half of next year. Somebody asked me this last night, but I want to hear what you, your opinions are. What will it take for Intel's GPU to be successful? Is there a performance level, a price level has a hit feature set that you, what your opinions are like? Yeah. I just want them to be competitive. I mean, I know it's the first iteration, so I want them to be competitive. Hopefully with mainstream, like I would like, I think if What's they mainstream? want to mainstream, you know, under 300 bucks. Under three hundred dollars, be competitive with whatever AMD or Intel's or AMD and Nvidia's got going on, uh, price and performance wise. That's that's what I want to see. That'd be a a solid first effort, I think. So like, a and I would like them to support FreeSync, which they said they're going to. Yeah, and I'm gonna I, I think that's it. yeah. But what do you? So you think like it sounds like a twenty sixty for two fifty? Yeah, I'd be very happy with that. I mean, who knows a year and a half from now? But right now, I'd be very happy with that. The thing is, though, I i mean, I said kind of facetiously, yes, as in, you know, that has to hit certain combinations of features, performance and price. But I do think as uh, the new kid on the block, they're going to have to bring something a little extra to the table to make people want to make that jump. Right. They're either going to have to really give you a lot of performance for the price or they're going to really have to give you a good price for the performance. You know what I mean? Something like that, because I don't see why someone... Um, who's an existing, who's already part of an ecosystem, right? They've already chosen AMD, they've already chosen NVIDIA, why they would jump ship for the next one for an unknown, right? Yeah. I, Human I beings are just... Hmm? I think what they're, what they're going to use, and it'll do them a lot of good, is all their marketing dollars and the fact that all the sy- a lot of the systems you see in Best Buy and Walmart and stuff are already Intel, and they're going to be Intel inside, CPU, and GPU, and I think they're just going to push hard on the marketing. But that's a lower end market for the most part. <laughs> so that would be that would be surprising to me if they went that direction with it because it seems like with um you know even showing this render 
or this concept art, you know, talking to developers and advertising all that, they're making a play for enthusiasts. Like they want to be known among enthusiasts. And if you're going for a Walmart or a Best Buy type um, thing, which would give them access to a lot of people, I just don't feel like those are the same pools of people. Like, I mean, they could be going after everybody. I just, I don't know. I agree with you, actually. I hadn't thought about it that way. I agree. Well, I, so what I wonder is, does Intel, when their card comes out, does it have to be NVIDIA's top card or AMD's top card at the time? We're talking... I don't so think it has to be TI. the top card. I mean, I think that's definitely a mic drop if you can do it. But I think they have to take whatever um, is the most popular, either the most popular or the most powerful to get, you know, um, people's attention and then do it so well that it keeps their attention. Yeah. Or I, I'm just afraid that people will react to it and say, oh, you couldn't even beat a 2080, you know, card and you've been working on this forever. And then that sort of that. I think so. Just looking, I mean, obviously they're different divisions, but if you look at on the, the CPU side, I think if you go on that track record, um, cause I don't date far back enough to remember their early efforts with GPUs. Um, they were not good. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that they would probably hit performance pretty decently, if not very well. I'm more worried about their pricing because it's Intel. Like they might not realize because, you know, big companies sometimes kind of get caught in their own $1,723. <laughs> they kind of get caught in their own way of doing things for a while. And sometimes they're not nimble enough to realize like they're positioning themselves as kind of the, the new person, the startup, the little guy. But I mean, uh, yeah, that's true. It, it is, it is very, it is a, pit, a potential pitfall for Intel, but I just get the feeling that for Intel I and mean, the way they did this whole rollout last night, and the way they're sort of building this up, they get to, for once, not be Intel, right? They don't yeah. have to be the, you know, the, the, the shining light on the tower on the hill that everybody looks up to for CPUs and, you know, you can't get. They get to, with GPUs, fight this guerrilla war with NVIDIA, which is the 900-pound gorilla. Of, of, right, right. Right, so I, I... I'm not getting that vibe. I'm just saying that that is a potential danger yeah. for them. Yeah, I, I agree with you, right? It can't, <laughs> it can't be like, we're going to sell you a 2080 for $1,000. It's like, what? <laughs> it's got an Intel label on it. No, I, you know, that's not going to... That won't fly. I don't... That's probably, that that's probably why they're finally getting into GPUs, because they see how much NVIDIA is charging for them now. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> My God. Fired. These 2080 Ti's are $1,200. <laughs> I, I do wonder, I mean, going to your point, Brad, about the fact that they could be selling systems where it's like all Intel inside. Is there something that they could do to make the the CPU and the GPU work together in a way that you couldn't get otherwise? That would be a strength that they could have potentially. Yeah, Jet had that question, too. But yeah, I was just about to ask that. Yeah, huh? I never really thought about that, but it is potential for them to hook it into their CPU to also, hey, by the way, if you run an Intel but, graphics, yeah, you, you get, get this like extra boost performance, this. like that. That would be the killer feature mm-hmm. for them, right? Like that is it's a little. I mean, obviously it's proprietary, but that's a thing that they could offer over the other two. But the only problem with that is then people start screaming that, oh, well, I have Verizon, <laughs> I have Verizon third gen, or I have Verizon fourth gen. You're not giving me these features, you know? Then it's <laughs> bad. It's a, it's all about the marketing, <laughs> right? Shit about Intel. So it's about the marketing. It's how you position it. You like as as we saw with going back to consoles, but Microsoft how they positioned the Xbox uh, One originally. They they framed it in such a way that no one wanted it the way it was, even though the features were actually pretty cool. Yeah, I just I I sort of I just don't see 
Intel graphics being a strength marketing market, like a t- people don't go to Best Buy and say, "Oh, I, I want Intel graphics." I mean, that's just not like it was like what? No, I just mean I mean like because they're trying. So my perception is that because they're trying to appeal to the enthusiasts right now, like those that's the kind of people who would be aware of these kind of nuances between cards. So if they said to them like, "Hey, look, if you get a nine hundred K and you get one of our cards, you're going to get this much more performance out of our graphics card." Yeah, well, no, I, I do think it's possible, but very dangerous ground. It is. To tie it so closely with their CPUs. It would be, but I'm just trying to think of things that would give them an edge right now. Also, I I think it's it's worth remembering before they get into the actual hardware that they have, don't have a discrete graphics card, and they're already, like, the number one graphics supplier in computers, like, by far. Like, their integrated graphics run on, like, some ridiculous, like, 60, 70, 80% amount of PCs, like, right. a ton of them. So I think they have a lot of stuff tied up in there that I wouldn't be surprised if they leverage harder just for the big, the bigger GPUs. Hmm. I don't know what that would be, but I don't. they're not quite as new as we keep making them out to be, so... Well, they're not new, but among people who are into gaming, I yes, mean, IGP, yes. I understand, is a great if you got nothing else, but that's not exactly the, where you want to be coming from. What are you talking about? IGP people? was our best graphics card of 2018. <laughs> that was APU. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I thought you didn't want to relive the bad memory. <laughs> yeah. I just think, I don't think that they have the strength to market Intel graphics. They have to convince consumers that when you've basically been the butt of everybody's jokes for, and I've made them many, many times before for, you know, like 15, 20 years now, it feels like you, you gotta, you gotta market it differently. Yeah. They have to convince people that this is the real deal. I mean, I think there's a lot of skepticism, right? I mean, I'm very skeptical. I mean, I hope there's competition. We need it. I'm skeptical skeptical. as an enthusiast, but I think they have good inroads, like in Best Buy and Walmart and stuff, that'll start groundswell kind of a deal. Especially because, can you imagine how easy it'd be? They've been sponsoring the Intel Extreme Masters forever at this point, the the esports stuff. You know, just tie that in. You know, this is Intel inside. You know, we've got the the GPU now brought to you by Intel Extreme Masters. Become an Intel Extreme Master, you know, whatever. (laughs) But, you know, I just don't, I, I just don't. I don't see, I mean, you go to your average, and I always use the 12-year-old or 13-year-old, my son's 14 now, and you say, uh, if you put on that table, do you want a, a NVIDIA, AMD, or Intel graphics? You know, I, for the most part, it's go. NVIDIA, because it's just such a, it, even among kids, it's like, wow, this is, a, you know, NVIDIA, and you know, okay, Radeon, but it's like Intel graphics, you know, that's just like, what? It's going to have to take a lot of like, yeah. re-education. Well, but also on, on, on the means. on the other side, I was thinking like you know when my colleague Dan was building his PC, you know in in December or whenever we did that, you know he he really wanted to go AMD, but you know there were a couple of reasons why he well that, but also just deep down he was like. I've never been burned by like Intel is just solid. I know it's just going to to work well. Where the AMD stuff. He's also an Apple can, user. Well, he. I mean, <laughs> we've all been Apple users at some point. Uh, can't hold it against us. But you know, like like, do you think there's going to be a little bit of that? Hey, you know what? Intel's got the power to be solid and do it right. You know, they do it solid and right on the CPU. 
you know the the gpu side maybe people give them the benefit of the doubt i don't think i so. think i think it will with the masses but i think they're gonna have to win over enthusiasts mm. i think though with- even with the masses though because they go they go they ask their friends what's what should i get Right, and we all get that, right? And you say, mm-hmm. "Well, you buy this RX five eighty, or you buy this ten sixty. That's a normal advice." I don't right? even think they're the masses anymore. At that point, I don't think the masses are even asking those questions. Mm-hmm. Well, the masses don't play games. Is so I don't think that 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 sector the masses buy consoles. That it doesn't it, to me. It's just. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, of course, we have a very American view of it. We sort of assume everybody has plenty of money and all this hardware to throw around. But like from that point of view, I, I think. I, I just don't see Intel. Intel graphics is basic. It's a good thing. They get to start from zero, and they are exact. I know that they have a huge share on Steam. It's basically zero, though, for among gamers. Among mm-hmm. gamers that are into... Right. No, what I mean, gaming. what I'm saying is that, like I, I pointed out to Brad earlier, was that I just think those are two very different camps. And I think, it, like Brad said, I think it's very likely they could win over the Walmart, Best Buy, Masses type crowd. Yeah. Um, because that crowd's not even really paying attention to the different brands out there. And Intel is a name they know, right? I'm just saying that if they're trying to win the enthusiast crowd, that's like a whole separate matter. Well, I think the easiest way to do it is to win the enthusiast crowd because then they then the, then they need to build legitimacy, right? They do. And you get if you get enthusiasts saying, well, "Holy smokes, this is basically you know sixteen sixty Ti performance for like half the cost," and it's like, "Oh damn, this is a great deal," right? Mm-hmm. Then every they tell everybody, they tell two friends, and they tell two friends, yeah. and then eventually it's like, "Okay, it's real. Intel graphics are real." They have to get there. I think you can't. I. I, I think to try to just sort of, you know, brute force, bundle it into all these, you know, PCs by, hey, OEMs, you buy this 9900K, we'll give you a deal on the graphic. It's just not, I don't think, I, I think mean, they'll win the market. Approach. They'll win market share that way, obviously, because, I mean, the masses are the masses. Yeah. Um, for obvious reasons right there. But they still <laughs> have to have the performance. But, I mean, for that crowd, it just comes down to performance. I would say right? for enthusiasts, they're going to have to pull a rabbit out of a hat to really, you know, get their attention. Well, does that get your? But I just want to know: right. is anything short of twenty eighty a failure? No, I don't think Not so. Not a failure. I have, but I think it's a difference between your friend coming to you and them asking, "All right, I've got a choice of you know AMD, Intel, and now Intel. Which one should I get?" And it's going to be the difference of an answer of, "Eh, you know, get whatever one's the best price, or definitely get Intel. You're going to get this, this, and this from it, right?" I mean that. There's obviously a, a, a spectrum of responses we give, but those yeah. are kind of the two extremes we're working off of. Yeah, I, I kind of have tempered expectations. I don't expect them to come out and beat Nvidia's best out of the gate. So I'm kind of, I'm personally hoping they come out and have a solid. If they can get into the mainstream, I think that'd be a good first generation effort for them. Well, and also uh, Will uh, is pointing out a good point here too. Uh, one of the best things they can do is give NVIDIA competition, right? You know? Yep. Uh, so maybe, maybe they don't beat NVIDIA, but they at least, you know, try to force I, NVIDIA to compete in some certain ways. No I'll tell you what, man. Uh, talking about, you know, they'll be able to lean on OEMs and get things into Best Buy and Walmart and whatnot. Like, I think that has been, like, one of AMD's biggest failings, it's not really a failing, it's not their fault. The fact that they just don't have a fraction of the marketing budget of NVIDIA. Like, you'll see NVIDIA ads, you'll see NVIDIA G-Sync monitors at esports events. I mean, you do see that for AMD a little bit as well, but, mm. like, you, you'd see the NVIDIA logo. Like, I 
a lot of people would even if they can't say like normal people couldn't say hey that's for nvidia because they're not computer enthusiasts they go yeah i've seen that before i don't think amd has that i think intel has those marketing dollars and i think that will give them a big push into it I wonder, though. It just feels like there's a lot of resistance because NVIDIA is such a force in PC gaming. I know AMD fans, you know, you say that, but I kind of, I'm afraid that people are going to go like, wow, I'm reading really good things about these Intel parts. They sound pretty good. I'm going to go buy an NVIDIA card. Just like one, just like what Dan did with like, wow, that Ryzen, right? it sure gets you a lot more cores. He did. He did. I'm buying Intel part because, yeah. you know, it makes me feel better, feel safer. Yeah. I know you, I get GeForce experience that, uh, and, you know. You'd see that, uh, like, after Vega and Polaris and stuff, Radeon cards released. They'd be like, oh, man, this is a great card. I can't wait till NVIDIA has to lower its prices so I can get one of those. <laughs> yeah, just, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> it's really unfair, right? I mean, it really is yeah. just like, oh, I just love what what AMD's done with Ryzen. Now I can go buy my Intel Core i7 that right. has more cores at a lower price. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, you know, thank you for uh, supporting them. Uh, also, on the on the enthusiast angle, uh, something we haven't talked about is uh, they, they have somebody from, you know, uh, uh, an enthusiast site who's uh, who's decided to go join them. Oh uh, yeah, Kyle Bennett from Hard OCP, that friend is of the show. Real. Kyle yeah. Bennett. He starts April first. He's he said I think in his uh, his which is uh, not a joke. His Twitter and it's yeah. not a joke. I know everybody thinks it's a joke. It's I ran into him last night. He says it's not a joke. Of course, he could be still punking me, but I, you know, I think it's it's real. I mean, that so. that's that's big news, right? That's somebody you know in that the enthusiasts you know have have come to know, right. uh, you know, and and to have him take a position at Intel. That's that's something, especially his title. Somebody said his title was, is um, director of enthusiast engagement. Yes, exactly. So I mean, if that's those with my job, director of game optimization. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Guys, want to go out for a beer? It's ten thirty. You just got here. I just set everything to low. We're good. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean love that joke. I'm sorry. I just love that. <laughs> what am I gonna do? I've been making fun of Intel Integrated Graphics for fifteen years. If they suddenly are good, I, what am I gonna do? There's my punchline. Uh, yeah, I think Kyle. That's a, and it's interesting because Kyle is. I've known him for a long time. Uh, he does not pull punches. So you have somebody who doesn't pull punches suddenly add Intel. I'm not really sure how. Especially that's gonna... supposed to be an evangelist. You know, somebody forward facing, public right. facing. They know he's going to be working with the public. You right. Know, you would hope that they understand that that he's probably going to be pretty forthcoming. And you know, I will say most of the evangelists that I've known, Alex and John, is you know larger than life evangelist for Microsoft on DirectX. It's 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 tough because evangelists they they believe in what they they believe in it. Otherwise, they wouldn't be the evangelist, and they like to preach it. And I can tell you, wanting to Otherwise preach they it, be the evangelist. Wanting to <laughs> preach it, but here's the thing: wanting to preach it. And lawyers often don't mix, so I it is a little it that kind of scares me a little bit. But then at the same time, I think it is really indication of where Intel is trying to be very different, right? They they yep. brought Chris Hook over from AMD, and that event last night felt like a Chris Hook event. You know, you yeah, got all these people, and just so I, I think it really does feel like Intel is very serious about some changes about how to approach this. Maybe I tell you they uh, they scooped up Ryan and some of the other guys from PC perspective too Ryan Trout so they've got they've got some people who are very smart journalists working for them now so yeah seems, a different approach yeah it seems like they want to win hearts so that that's a big yeah, indicator a good... of where they have their eyes trained on 
Yeah, yeah hearts and minds, right? Uh, Gordon will be next because oh, no. they'll pay oh, no. three hundred thousand dollars a year to not make Intel low jokes anymore. Games <laughs> 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 optimization. I just, resolution seven sixty eight. Somebody said seven sixty eight. You mean seven twenty p? It's like no, no. This is a new game. So ten twenty four by seven sixty eight is seven twenty p. Be too much. Uh, so, uh, a couple questions and we can move on to the next topic. Uh, Blue Kid, uh, is wondering, uh, so let's get a verdict. Uh, are you more excited about Intel GPUs for using, whoop, it scrolled up, uh, for using the GPU or the competition for other GPU makers? Uh, I'm excited for both. I mean, I think both. competition is good. I, it'll be ultimately good even for NVIDIA fans. It'll be good for NVIDIA to have legitimate competition. Now, I respect what AMD has done, but they just have never gotten enough parts out there to really make a dent. Red Radeon and Vegas had actually come out at a lower price that everybody could have that reached. It would have shaken things up, but they just couldn't get them out there. So I, I do think this Intel hopefully can get these parts out at a good price. And, you know, with FreeSync, supporting FreeSync, it could be a really valid, you know, third option. I'm actually really excited, personally, because, one, competition's always a good thing to talk to that. But, two, Intel doesn't like to lose, and Intel has a lot of money to throw at problems. And the GPU market has traditionally been a lot more competitive than the CPU market. So Intel entering the GPU market with all its money and all its experience and all its awesome engineers going head against against AMD and NVIDIA and everyone actually having to fight for share, I think that could few years time I think things could wind up being pretty awesome for gamers. Yeah. No, so yeah, I'm I'm you you uh Lane is excited for lower prices, I bet. That's the <laughs> Uh, I mean, always. <laughs> but I do think it, it creates an interesting dynamic, and I, that's what I'm most interested about. It's still both for me, but I think I skew a little more towards the compet- uh, competition side of things, just because the whole the uh, enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of concept, where I think AMD could kind of use the help in terms of giving NVIDIA something to think about, keeping them on their toes kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a good... I'm, I'm, and then, But I do think it's... It, it's it's going to be very interesting. I mean, what if NVIDIA has seven nanometer parts next year? You know, we know it, how NVIDIA... I mean, people, <laughs> NVIDIA does not mess around. They'll be like, oh, they're going to launch the Intel part? They'll they'll dial it up and say we're gonna we're gonna start talking seven nanometer parts or something right or this, which so. as Brad said is only good for those uh, those of us on the consumer end. Yeah, it is good for us, but it would not be good if Intel says we got our parts out. It's like oh, Nvidia just launched their parts and they've got X more performance than everybody suddenly because they have seven nanometer right. parts. But and- Intel being out there might mean that instead of them raising the price it again by fifty or hundred dollars, they should keep it down. That's the thing. Like I love Ryzen. I love depending on the part Radeon. Like AMD does great work, but Intel and Nvidia are very similar in their mindset. They're gonna give it a hundred percent and they won't accept being second and they both have a lot of money (laughs) and so for them to be going head to head versus each other in graphics man i'm super excited about that yeah (laughs) i mean honestly the best position intel's in is they have nothing to lose they have nothing yep People have no, I mean, expectations. Look at me. I mean, the expectations are like, <laughs> well, you oh, have yeah. expectations. They're just not that high. No, they're very, I, I think they have, they're in a great position. They can come from anywhere. They can, it's really hard for them to miss 
this launch, I think. It's probably what in, NVIDIA does more than, than what Intel does. Because if NVIDIA tries to stomp on their launch, then that hurts them. That'll hurt, right? If they sort of make them seem ridiculous the day they come out, then that's the best way NVIDIA could respond. It's, it feels it's like going to happen. Intel. I mean, the attempt will be there. I do think it'll be interesting to see what uh, Intel's response is. Yeah. I think they're gathering their their team probably to anticipate some of those things as well. Yeah. I mean, they'll they'll be fighting a guerrilla war, so I think that's... But yeah, I just... I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, it really is. This is not not cash-poor AMD trying to fight Intel and NVIDIA at the same time. This is NVIDIA and Intel really kind of like duking it out i it'll be really it's it'll be like anything we've seen probably so and i've you know i've seen all the way back to i740 <laughs> and, and like which was a dismal failure and yeah and uh so you were saying the atmosphere at the event was kind of more of that uh shedding their you know traditional kind of uh, feel right yeah so i think it would be interesting to kind of see you know if let's just say if we had uh nvidia as someone who's like on the streets, wearing that leather jacket, ready to fight a little dirty. What's going to be like if Intel actually starts rolling up its sleeves? That right? Like, seems... Intel, to me, is the person who always comes to work in the perfectly pressed khakis and, like, the <laughs> long sleeve shirt not rolled up, you know? Yeah. Like, what happens if they roll up their sleeves? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's... And you're right, it's really going to be an epic battle, because if if Intel seems to be laying all this groundwork to, to, to get in a really protracted, you know, fight, hard the hard fight the way NVIDIA likes to fight, then... It'll be interesting, right? But you're right. They're pretty much like, my word, sir. You, you just kicked mud on my shoes. And that's kind of like how it's been in the past. So for them to kick mud back, I don't know. That's a really hard cultural change for a big company with a lot of money and a lot of lawyers like Intel, right? So makes me think, I don't know if anyone else watches Mad Men or has watched Mad Men. Mild, mild spoiler, but it reminds me of that scene where Lane just like puts up his fist with Pete and you're like, how is this going to go? And you're like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. But does, spoiler. Does, yes. Does he put his fists up like the old boxers? Yes. From yes. That's yes, yes so what so great. Great. <laughs> that's why Take so your gloves great. off. <laughs> nice. Uh, oh, dang. Okay. This is just, we've gone on too long. <laughs> about that. Right, well, I, this I, is going to be awesome. I got to say the best thing about this is media. We don't root for anybody to win, but as the media's job is, we root to cover the fight because that is that is the exciting part. We want there to be a fight so we can cover it. Yes, there will, and it looks like there's going to be. My word, hands up. <laughs> Uh, uh, I've uh, one last question on this topic uh, that comes into our uh, Discord channel. Uh, come join us over there. You can put questions any time of the weekend. We'll read it on the air. Um, Mark, uh, Marky, said, Marky, uh, Mark? No, Marky bakes more. <laughs> but on here, his name's Mark. I don't. It's it's all over the place. Uh, with Nvidia, with Nvidia already owning the high end gaming market, as well as Intel coming into the discrete GPU market in the near future, do you believe that AMD will be either forced out of the gaming GPU market totally, or only have a low end budget gaming option uh, and consoles, or will they just focus on computational server GPUs? I think they're going to continue making graphics because although, I mean, they still own, what, 25, 30% of the graphics market? So, I mean, it's not like they're not there. I mean, there's a lot of Radeons that sell, you know, and the lower end ones, the RX 570 and 580 are great. Uh, but more interesting than that is their APU efforts, like the Ryzen 2200G, if they didn't have, you know, Radeon, then they wouldn't be able to make that part. 
um, Google Stadia or whatever was just announced this week, and it's running AMD Vega 66 variant, 56 variant as its GPU. They wouldn't have that if they weren't making, like, they have all the consoles. They they make all kinds of custom wins because of Radeon. Uh, I don't expect Radeon to go anywhere anytime soon. Like, both discrete graphics to drive that custom business and because that custom business is such a big slice of AMD's pie. So, don't don't expect Radeon to go away. Yeah. I, right. I, yeah that's, no. That'd be crazy. For if anything, the crazy, the crazy twenty twenty one story would be AMD wins it all, right? <laughs> Everybody loves an underdog story. Yeah. All right. Cool. Do we want to move on to the next? Yeah, I'm going to cover really topic. quickly. This is basically a the of, uh, a lake full of comets. A lake full of comets. Really go see there that. is apparently meteor. Meteor. There's meteor lake in Arizona. I think. Ah, this is Intel's comet lake. Apparently, there was a, a Linux update. It included a listing of all the new CPU updates. Uh, you know, not too many big surprises, but Coffee Lake S desktop, six cores and 10 core versions, and then Coffee Lake H, which is the gaming laptop 45 watt TDP part, okay. six cores and eight cores. Oh. No mention of an eight core on the desktop, and of course, no mention of a 10 core on the, on the laptop, hmm. apparently. Um, this is, of course, the. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the shout out to uh, Paul Paul Elkhorn at uh, Tom's Hardware who wrote this up. You know, this is but it's been reported widely. But Paul uh, does good work. Yeah, Paul does good work. So the interesting thing, though, is obviously 10 core, which has been sort of batted around as rumor for a while, but no 8 core. Maybe is is what I think people are thinking. Do you think that's just a, a lack of information? Because this is early, isn't it? I think it's possible that they will. I mean, the eighth gen will still be around, or ninth Core i nine nine eight hundred K will be around. But I think they're they probably want a little more separation because why introduce? I mean, you already have the people saying why have nine eight hundred K and ninety seven hundred K. So it gives you more separation of the ten core. I think it's legitimate. You could have a Core i nine that's ten core and the Core i seven that's six core with no eight core option that that muddies it up and. Oh, that's a big jump, though. I mean, practically I, speaking, I guess I most people aren't going to put it to use, but still. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Brad. No, I was interrupting you. I'm sorry. Uh, I think I'd be more okay with that, actually, as long as they added hyper-threaded back in. Because the current lineup really bothers me the way that they use you know, lack of hyper-threading, basically, to make these really weird divisions. Uh, I think if they'd swap the 6 and 10 core and add hyper-threading back to everything, then that could actually make it a lot more compelling for each step of the upgrade. Yeah. I think practically speaking, I agree with you, Brad. I just think mentally when you're, at least me, I should say, when I'm looking at two different things in a product lineup and there's just huge jump to the next one, it just feels like they're twisting my arm where it's like, okay, now you have to spend all this money to get a little more performance. There's like no in-between step. You either have to choose this side or this side. And I personally hate that. Yeah. I really don't like it. Well, but then we kind of have that work. I, I, you know, the, the natural lineup was always I5, I7, you know, 239, 229, and 339, 330. So we sort of, I mean, maybe it's possible. It's hard for me to see them selling a 10 core for back to that lower price. But yeah, wherever they split it, I guess maybe they just leave i9, 900K around. Because these are essentially yeah. the same, you know, cores, the same, you know, it doesn't change too too much from what they're Oh, that get so confusing, though. Yeah. And then, of course, the, the laptop, no 10 core, but, you know, they're going to... Uh, 
apparently attempt an eight core. Realistically, though, would you really want ten core in a laptop? Seems like that thing would be chained to a wall all the time. Yeah, I. It depends on the implementation. I think there's some options where you'd want it. I mean, the Alienware out there with the 900Ks, it's it's nice. So I think it would be nice. It's always a, it'd be a bummer to be that far behind. Right, but I'm just saying, if you're going, was it mobile? It's a mobile part. It would be a mobile part, right? So yeah. 10 core mobile versus like a full desktop socketed part. I, I kind of feel like at that point, what are you really getting? Well, you're well, you're getting eight cores, hyper threading probably. So 16 threads in a laptop is still pretty pretty damn impressive. But a mobile would be limited. The performance wouldn't be as yeah, uh, yeah. The thermals would greatly limit it. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it'll. So this is Comet Lake. That's the fill-in for later this year or next year. What is that? So it's going to be <laughs> Comet Lake. Great question. My guess. My guess is Comet Lake, which is the ninth gen parts. They sort of said, "Hey, they're coming out in July." Like, I think is what they said yesterday. True ninth gen. <laughs> What Continuation is of ninth gen. I mean, at this point, it's so confusing. Well, the crazy thing is, it is 10 like nanometer. What no, nanometer? no. So these are essentially these are Coffee Lake refresh plus, parts. Plus, plus, so plus, these plus. Are, these are you know more better versions, more moreness. <laughs> more uh, moreness. Question is whether they're going to have any. I mean, I, sometimes it feels like the shortages of the Intel CPUs has just really kind of killed them. So if they have something other than just a piece of paper, it would be great. So. Uh, these will just be coming out probably later this summer. These, I think, are going to be the ninth gen uh, parts that are coming out this summer. The, the I think Common Lake H will come out this summer, A core. They actually mm-hmm. yesterday they recognized like they said that the eighth gen Coffee Lake parts, the six cores, were a huge. They saw a huge uptake of of those parts. People were like, "Wow, this is." Yeah. And it was a, it was a really worthy upgrade, right? I mean, yeah. Sixth gen to seventh gen was like, yeah, this is a waste of money. But seventh eight was was a great deal. So I think they're kind of hoping the same thing here with Comic uh, H. So well, I think I did, uh, we've talked about it on the show before, but I, the eighth gen parts are the first ones that I think ever I've thought. You know, even if you have a seventh gen part, it's worth upgrading because the extra yeah. cores and threads make it that worthwhile. Mm-hmm. So if they can up it to ten cores, it's it might be the case again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this will be probably the last till we hopefully get 10 nanometer parts from Intel at some Mark, point. I think we have an article on our site. Uh, I was just had a chance to skim it this morning. Mark, Mark Hockman, another reporter for us, uh, he was saying he gets the feeling that new ninth gen mobile CPUs are like basically imminent. Like he was saying, like next month. Yeah, I think that's kind of the time frame they're saying, mm. right? So it's soonish, pretty soon. And it'll probably be this. Comet Lake part, I'm guessing, which makes sense. Cool. Comet Lake H. So. I'm just getting, ugh, having such trouble keeping it all straight these too days. Too many lakes. Man. You can't, even the whole ninth gen thing is kind of confusing sometimes. The lake thing wasn't bad until they started muddling the, the generations. Like, it feels like it's not, generations actually used to mean something, like some significant, <laughs> like, change, and now it just it's kind of means make maybe more clocks, maybe more cores. I yeah, and they, they, I mean, there isn't, there hasn't been much of a real change in the actual uh, microarchitecture since KB Lake, so it's like, these are really like Generation 7.3, right? I so, mean, it's impressive how much life they're getting out of it, don't get me wrong, it's just in terms of how they're naming it, it's just confusing me. Yeah, yeah. It makes me worried kind of for 10 nanometer, because they've like rung 14 nanometer for every drop of performance you can get out of it pretty close at this point, so... 
real curious to see if 10 end meters manages to hold up first time out of the gate. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of, you know, before nobody would ever question that Intel would miss that badly. And this time I think everybody's kind of worried. So, but the good news is you could buy one of the GPUs next year. So, <laughs> uh, and, and Flash Photo is asking, uh, does this push Sunny Cove and Ice Lake to later? Uh, I think that's still, well, if these come out, say, May, then I think Sunny Cove is later this year, right? So, probably like a, yeah. it feels like a CES kind of thing, you know, end of the year. They, they said 10 nanometer would be shipping by the holidays. I've always predicted that means just in some ultra thin and light laptops and desktop will be next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. So, cool. so uh, keep questions. an eye on it. So yeah. Let's get, uh, let's get questions. Uh, cause we babies made. What? Oh, Nothing. I was oh. just <laughs> family show, Brad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you want to get your questions in, Discord is the easiest way to to get them in there because sometimes it's hard for me to get all the chat coming through. But I do have a couple that will have uh, been lining up uh, over here. Uh, will, uh, friend of the show, Will's asking uh, how much would uh, how much would Intel's GPU benefit from their manufacturing process, uh, such as fourteen nanometer plus 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 plus. plus. I think we'd have to see, right? But they do claim that, hey, and they, they've always said that, you know, our, we're better than everybody else. At the same mm-hmm. time, we don't have 10 nanometer parts. So They say that they're 14 nanometers, like the equivalent of the 10 nanometer, 7 nanometer parts that TSMC and whatnot are putting out. So right. we'll have to see. Yeah, we can't really make that comparison until we have actual parts to test and compare against. Yeah. And at the same time, there are 14 nanometer CPUs are pretty damn impressive what they're getting out of them so maybe we'll see that with uh, gpus who knows okay uh dennis uh was asking hi adam uh hello uh can you <laughs> ask if nvidia uh have a technological potential to get into cpu business with maybe arm architecture is it possible they already have Tegra chips that do just that, but uh, they're not for PCs because ARM really hasn't made an impact on PCs. But, I mean, that's what Tegra is. That's what's inside the Nintendo Switch. That's what's inside this Jensen Nano developer kit. That's, I mean, they already have that going on. But uh, they have a checkered past with Intel. NVIDIA 1.1 wanted to do CPUs for PCs and didn't end up well. So I don't expect them to get into PCs. Yeah, and I th- I would probably think that NVIDIA's point of view is like, you don't need a general-purpose CPU. To, you Basically, you need a general-purpose CPU in your computer to do, like, trans- USB transfers, which are is essentially plumbing. You want the sexy <laughs> stuff on our, our GPUs, is I think their point of view at this point. Because, yeah, the whole... Everybody expected NVIDIA to make an x86 CPU, but that that's just very difficult, so... Yeah. Okay. Uh, Delusha uh, was asking Gordon, when is your Alienware Area 51M review coming out? <sighs> Everyone wants to know, Gordon. Everyone wants to know, I'm Gordon. I'm hoping pretty soon. I was shooting for Friday, but a lot of GDC stuff happened, so probably Monday-ish next week. But we are, as long as we're still on, uh, doing the video this afternoon. So Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very impressive. Yeah. Okay. Spoiler um, warning. Spoilers. Oh, right. Uh, and Dennis uh, asked, uh, what does Gordon think will be the future of SATA format? Uh, are we going to have faster versions uh, or is it going to be NVMe from now on? 
I think it'll be pretty much NVMe at this point. Uh, SATA sort of run its course. There, I think the roadmap actually had iterations beyond SATA six gigs, but I think just kind of like, what's the point? So it's. I, it's I, I like we love like I have an NVMe drive. I love NVMe drives because I transfer large videos and stuff around. But in general, I mean, of course it can get better and it should get better over time. But SATA six gigs is great for your average user like it'll make your computer start like that everything all fast i'm not too bummed about it yeah and they you know there's they're usually they they don't want to move until they have to it's still used for a lot of hard drives and hard drives don't need more than sata 6 gig so why why go through all this extra cost to develop and push out you know sata 12 there's no point in it right now Vignesh says what about u.2 <laughs> yeah yeah it's unfortunate i think um people have just they i think consumers in the industry is they've settled on m.2 implementations pretty much i just think it never caught on because it just wasn't it, it's like that's the danger that intel risks on the gpu side right where it's like you try to put your name out there and if you don't really push it hard no one's gonna adopt it because they don't know it's there yeah, and so the PC industry generally, if it's going to cost more and really not get you that much more benefit, it never it never succeeds. A lot of like, standards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like life, right? Like what's that. the uh, what's the phrase? It's like it's a solution for a problem no one was looking to solve, kind of thing. What I yeah. mean, that's the argument. Um, but of course, it did solve a lot of practical issues. Capacity, power. And, I'm not saying it didn't have great features. It's just that if the you know, the community doesn't feel it needs to fix that problem in that way. They're not going to, you know, take to it. Yeah. Also, they're cheap. <laughs> no, I mean, for M.2 drives, I mean, to take an M.2 drive that can be thermally sensitive and then jam it under a, a big ass hot GPU. Never. And it was never, never a great idea, but it's people are just like, I don't care. I'm not going to pay extra for all this other hardware to do it. And, I'm going to cheap out. So, I mean, the same thing with uh, going back to Intel tried to push a, a new motherboard spec called BTX 20 years ago. And, it, it, you know, I ATX is ridiculous. The first case that I ever built, if I had not thrown it away, I could still use that and build a current computer, which is awesome. But the, the PC has changed. There's, there's no reason to have all these rules from 19, <laughs> 1992 still in place that I'm to build a modern computer for. So, but, but you can't, you just, it just wasn't worth the money to retool everything to everybody. Unfortunately. I'm just complaining. <laughs> okay. Uh, Blue Kid uh, asked, uh, considering the next two, three years, uh, what do you think will be the recommendation for cores threads? I feel like a 16 core, 13, 32 thread uh, rumors won't benefit gaming, but maybe I'm wrong. No, it's, you'll be lucky. I think we'll be lucky to, in the next five years, if six and eight thread CPUs are considered what you need for gaming. I think well, that'd be a good place. I mean, these these changes happen very slowly because people have gaming computers that up until last year, the year before, were all quad cores at best. So, and that's where it's going to continue to be for a while. I think, like as far as game optimization is concerned, I don't think there's going to be any games that take advantage of 32 threads very well anytime soon. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's it's definitely not soon if that's the, the frame. The need for sixteen cores is not going to change overnight. But I, I do say I, 
I think it it may get more compressed. I wouldn't say you said three years, maybe or four years. For what? For how long do you think it'll be? Will continue to be normal? I guess. I kind of yeah, feel like yeah, something like that. I think maybe five years from now we'll start to see more six cores, more yeah. eight, especially if those are becoming the new normal with AMD and Ryzen's current yeah. generation. It takes time for things to reflect in development, right? Because all the games that are coming out now started development three to five years ago. Yeah, I guess I'm just I get that. I mean, who knows? This is just a gut feeling that we're five years probably feels too long for that. I feel like you know two years, maybe three three years from now. I think like eight core will be sort of like the minimum. I, spec. I think that's too much. I think two, maybe two years from now, you'll start to see it trickle out more. I don't think it's going to be, it's not going to hit all at once. I think it's going to be a gradual uh, shift. I'm curious to see where it can go, though, because like open word games in particular can hit the CPU pretty heavy, use all those cores. It'll be sweet if there's like some crazy, like Ashes of Singularity style open world game that's just like almost a tech demo. And just like how ridiculous it can scale up, it'll just go with your hardware. And I'm, I'd, I'd love to see something like that one day. Yeah, no, it'd be great. But yeah, 16, it'd be awesome to see something use 32 threads in a game. It's just not <laughs> that, realistic. I, I think it'd be interesting to see it. I don't think it'd be <laughs> great. Well, I think it's just, it would exclude a lot of people from being able to play games it's if not, it ever, you know, really went that direction. It's not about excluding, it's about being aspirational. Like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> You paid for well, it. I mean, if you can scale it back down, sure. But I'm just saying, like, if games start to become, like, that demanding, then... Well, I mean, the developers want to make money. They're always going to... It'll run, but it may not get you all the features of, you know, a 12-core machine or, you know, 24-thread box. I, I, so it'd be great if they did that. And, you know, DirectX 12 is... Bit, you know, two years from now, DirectX 12 will pretty, probably hopefully heavily supported and... I, I'm really surprised. I was playing Far Cry Five, and I was seeing in a laptop the the, the uh, Coffee Lake H part was like it was having a hard time. Almost, it really like felt like wow, you could almost open use, worlds. <laughs> yeah, I really you needed more almost. So, mm-hmm. so I just think f- five years feels like oh, that's pretty. That's a long time from now. I, I look back to. 2014? 2014. Five years ago. <laughs> Man. I know. Like time goes Quad cores and, you know, eight cores if you're lucky, right? That was just like, if you're rich, you're super rich, you had an eight core machine, so. Money, money, money. Uh, now switching over to Discord, uh, Z530. Uh, laptop user here. I'm using Full Nerd's 2017 laptop of the year, the Acer E5575G. Uh, it has an NVIDIA 940MX, which hasn't aged well for modern games. What's the cheapest laptop GPU that can do 1080p gaming? What'd you recommend? I I would definitely go... It feels like 1060 is sort of your, your floor these days. 1050 Ti's are still out there, but... I wouldn't do it. If you're looking to upgrade because the graphics chip that he's talking about isn't feeling robust enough i would look for a gtx 1060 model uh now that 2060s are out you can actually find them on pretty great sales uh you can find if you look around and you're patient you can find gtx 1060 laptops sometimes for 700 bucks 800 bucks wow so it wouldn't be the skinniest one it wouldn't be the most pretty one necessarily but it would be a good gaming laptop that gets the job done yeah and you know all day you can get that predator uh is it the helios 300 I forget which one it is. 500? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Pro- Helios 300. And the one you just reviewed. Yeah, that's I, basically a thousand bucks. I think the laptop that uh, that 
viewer mentioned is in the budget range. So the Helios yes. is going to be a little bit of a bump up in price, but yeah. you'll get good performance for that. You know, the tough thing about, like, if you're really pushing those kind of games, there's this weird kind of zone once you get to about 700 bucks. There's, like, that 6 to 7 to 8 where it's like, ah, oh, you know, just for $100 more, you get a lot more, you know? Uh, yeah, I kind of feel if you start looking in the 700 range, if you really want to go from... Because uh, I feel like 700 is like you still have to ask yourself to make compromises like the 940 MX. And if you don't want to make uh, compromises, you have to jump up to the, about the $1,000 range, which is where the Helios lives. Yeah. Yeah, but if you really see 1060 laptops down at $800, that's that's the way to go, I would think. Yeah. I do think yep. 1050 Ti's, you know, that's a 1080, 1080p but medium it's kind like of medium. feeling like these days. You know, it's not really And it's up not going to, gonna, I don't think it's going to have much legs to it the further we go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's my concern if, you know, he's worried about upgrading this one already. Uh, the 1050 Ti would be an upgrade, but it probably wouldn't, like, if you're going to make the point to upgrade your whole laptop just a couple years later because you want more graphics power, I would recommend at least a GTX 1060. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is um, we haven't seen mobile 16 series parts, right? So we could see 1660 from NVIDIA this year, possibly, right? I'm just guessing, making that up, but mm-hmm. I no reason not to see it. They will not be anywhere near as cheap as what you could find a GTX 1060 fire sale model for. No, <laughs> definitely not. But you'd be trading the uh, longevity for the mm-hmm. money, basically. Yeah. Yep. Okay, uh, a couple more. Um, we have uh, a couple questions about the whole streaming console stuff, like the uh, like the Stadia. Stadia? Is that it? Man, I, I keep messing up the pronunciation. <laughs> uh, Big Mama asks first, uh, your thoughts on AMD's domination in gaming consoles, next-gen consoles, probably uh, Google Stadia, Stadia? Uh, mm-hmm. Microsoft Project xCloud. How can it affect game development and optimizations? Um, it'll probably make it so ray tracing doesn't get picked up as fast as NVIDIA would probably hope for <laughs> if, you know, all the cloud streaming services and consoles don't support it. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say it wouldn't make too much of a difference because we, when AMD won the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, we're like, oh, what does this mean for AMD? Does that mean FreeSync's going to be the new it turned out to be a standard many years later. But, you know, what what what's good is this going to do for AMD and PC gaming? And the answer turned out to be actually, like, not that much. So, I, I, I don't... I, I, I think them being in there is a good win for them, but I don't think it has a huge impact overall on PC gaming in general. I don't think it affects the marketplace. Do you all have any other thoughts? I would agree with that. I don't think... Anybody that would even look at the Stadia thing is an actual PC gamer full time. It's I think any effect is going to be indirect, right? So it's more of a it keeps AMD's lights on, and therefore AMD's in the game. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, just what? sort of the Stadia thing, I think. Right. I'm just saying, but indirectly, right? So like oh, they're yeah. doing all these things, right? So that it'll indirectly affect maybe the adoption of ray tracing on Nvidia side, things like that. But I don't think it's like head to head this is going to cause yeah. this sort of thing. And no one asked this specifically about Stadia, but uh, I was wondering, like, they, it's built off of Linux. So if they're doing all this work to get games to run better on Linux, uh, how, how's that going to impact stuff as well? You know, because there's, there's so much around DirectX and Microsoft. and It'll... Know. There's a lot to that we don't know yet about Stadia, 
we don't know the pricing. We don't know how they're going to sell the games. We don't know a whole bunch of stuff. But assuming that it is popular and it does take off, because, I mean, you know, being able to click play now at the end of a YouTube trailer and be playing five seconds later is pretty powerful in theory. <laughs> uh, that's really good for people who like Linux, because, like, Linux gaming, it's it's been kind of quiet, but over the past year, it's it's gotten dramatically better because Steam rolled out a thing, so basically, like, a ton of Windows games now just have a wine-like tool and will just run on Linux now. Uh, these Stadia games don't have to get, you know, not quite ported over to Linux, but that's basically it. So there's a good possibility that could be you know, a lot of additional good things for Linux gaming. Right, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and then also on that Stadia tip, uh, Chef Pachimari, uh, do we see a mainstream rollout of ISP infrastructure five years out? Because obviously it's going to need a lot. <laughs> you know, so much of internet is still bad out there in, 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 in America. Ha, ha, that's my answer. In America. That's a no, I think. That's just, a no. That's a skeptical laugh. <laughs> oh, that's a sarcastic man. Infrastructure, laugh. broadband infrastructure in the U.S. is so terrible. Yeah. I don't see I, that changing in the next five years. Not dramatically, I think, rather. I think it's too bad. It's, it, it, we're entering the point where politicians need to start considering whether or not that's like a public infrastructure good, I think, at this point. <laughs> because America's internet is not great, so I don't have high hopes about a big rollout in the next five years. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's really weird, too, because I, I like the Stadia thing is really interesting. There's some really cool features of it. But it does like yeah. There's so the there's bandwidth caps. There's just simply latency, and then the other thing that is scary to me is Google's attention span, which you know huh, is yeah. probably <laughs> not any better than my own attention span. Wait, what was I talking about? So I, it's like almost like oh wow, this is the coolest game streaming technology, but you know our ISPs are so far behind. Wow, wouldn't it be cool if somebody built like a fiber network across the u.s maybe we should <laughs> Man, you that. know who could do that google right. could do that right you know, but they've already they they've already, already done down. it and they gave up they on shut it. down in one city so already like, it just seems like what why are you pushing this now that would realize why would you give up on the fiber thing yeah. to build also, the service that like would have perfectly worked with that also it's google so it's very possible they'll come up with three different other ideas for how to stream games <laughs> <laughs> i was talking with nvidia last yes because you know i i love to just talk smack about everybody and i was just like like, you guys should cut a deal with Google now. And they're like, what? It's like, yeah, because I bet you could cut a deal with Google for GeForce Now, and the other part of Google wouldn't even know that you, they'd done that. <laughs> like, they'd be like offering two competing services. Like, what's going on? We don't, I don't understand. <laughs> and then they would they would shutter one three years later after people had gotten used to it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Hangouts. I just, I would hate to see that recycling bin at Google. I get Google Plus in there and then Hangouts. Dude, Google, Google Wave. Cyber, Google Allo. Wave was awesome. We've got no, no room in this. Yeah. We've got that no room in no the sense. recycling dumpster. I found it really funny and really ironic. Uh, like two seconds after he said, you'll be able to click play now and be playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey within five seconds. The stream glitched on me on YouTube. I'm like, come on. This is Pete Google right here. Perfect. Oh, you know what I do want to say? I, I asked NVIDIA about GeForce Now. And because it feels like they, it, it from the outside, because there's no media, it just looks like they gave up. But they said, we just sent out 40,000 invites last week for... Um, for GeForce Now, and they said and it, it, it was un, it was low key, but they announced a bunch of again dev focused, business focused kind of updates at GDC this very week. There are like four or five major updates 
program wise and stuff like that. They haven't announced an actual release date or anything pricing, but they are definitely working on it. And I, I've been using it like at least a couple times a month on my my Shield TV just to you know pop in, check it out, try yeah, it out. It's going. Yeah, you know. So. Here's the thing. Here's what you want to do when it's getting up to be a Steam sale, right? Because the cool thing about GeForce Now is it installs games like that. What you want to do is you know get into the GeForce Now program. And then right before Steam sale starts, just load all your games and boot into them and let them run for like five minutes. You'll get all the cards, and then you can sell them, and you'll have all the money you need to get Steam sale cards, games. Dang, man. Wow. Is that some kind of backwards? Dang. I'm cheap. Yeah, I'm cheap. No, that's that's a slick deal type of of way of approaching things. I salute you, sir. That's cool, Brad, except they all blew my mind. They mentioned that the wait list for GeForce Now is a million people. (laughs) Well, I got it on my desktop. So. <laughs> wow. All right, just let you all know, I do have a hard stop oh, yes. in uh, about well, five minutes. So. Last question. Last question from friend on Discord, Rooker. Um, if a GTX 1650 comes out, would you expect it to need as little power as the 1050? Yes. That's what they've been doing with these mainstream GTX cards, just keeping the TDP the same. And Turing is much more efficient than Pascal was, so I would expect it to be about the same, yeah. Where were the, so what's the next natural performance slot from 10 series that it would replace? Would it be 1060 performance in a 1650 card? Possibly? Something. Yeah, something like that. Depends on pricing. It just there it's nvidia they're gonna figure out you know we can get this to get it so it's two frames faster than last gen so we can advertise this and we'll charge it for this much so they're gonna figure it out but yeah something like that <laughs> i am just thinking to be able to get 1060 class performance for 100 150 150 bucks for a gtx 1060 i love it <laughs> of course 580 sort of there already nice but. that's not a prediction that's just oh, that's not a prediction. <laughs> it's a that would be nice. He's going to put all his Steam money on that. Yes, that's yeah. Haha, <laughs> 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 Nvidia, you paid for this. <laughs> yeah, they, they, right now they're editing that file. Find his login. <laughs> <sighs> all right, let's uh, let's wrap it up. That's it for today. All right, check back next week for your fix of PC talk on the full nerd for audio listeners. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, and welcome to. Spotify. Spotify. Woohoo! Saying questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. Every time you do, Disney considers possibly picking us up as a uh, affiliate. I'm making that up. That's not true at all. The mouse has it against us. <laughs> Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Young with Brad Jarkus. Adios. Eleni. Bye, everyone. And Adam Patrick Mercy in the off switch. Go stream some games. Try it out.